The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. And that's because the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe has some great features like the available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, and much, much more. So think about those places that you want to go, the things that you'd like to do this weekend and where the Santa Fe can take you. Learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Welcome to the First Cut Podcast Workday Charity Open Round 2 Instant Reaction. And it's going to be a lightning reaction pod because we've had a couple of delays today. Greg Ducharme is here with me. It was start and stop, Greg, but uh, we're finally at the finish line, I think. Well, we're, yeah, at least cl- by the time you're listening to this, <laughs> you're, you're close, right? So uh, it was exciting. Glad they got it in. It's nice to have kind of these long days this time of year because you have a little bit of leeway for this kind of thing, and it, and it happens. So uh, it, it, an exciting round today. Let's start with the leader, friend of the pod, Colin Morikawa, 13 under, under par. He backs up his opening round 65 with a 66 on Friday. That is incredibly difficult to do to go out and shoot two unbelievable rounds like that and of course the kid did it yeah he's just (laughs) he's just that good i mean he the thing is about coming off the miscut at the travelers it was almost like like he was the pricing went way down in DraftKings. i mean we talked about how low it was it was a a great opportunity to buy on colin morikawa i know i did in a couple of lineups and i'm thrilled about it but he looks so mature out there he's he's just he's he is so good and it's really fun to watch and he didn't just do it tee to green i mean he finally got the putter going and it's a little bit we've been saying this for a long time rick like i don't know where this week so far ranks in his putting performance through his career but it's got to be up there near the top and it uh when he does that he's gonna he's gonna contend he's gonna win a lot when he puts really well yeah, I can pull those numbers up. He's gaining uh, 5.6 strokes putting, which we always say is kind of not sustainable, but you like the rest of his game is so good. Um, he was at one point on Friday leading the field in both strokes gained tee to green and strokes gained putting, which is like yeah. a deadly combination. He, he had at one point, he had like a six shot lead on the rest of the field. He talked about this um after his thursday round where he was asked kind of like did you reset after that missed cut and he he kind of said no i didn't i didn't really need to reset greg but i still there is still a lot of me that thinks missing the cut was probably a long-term good thing for him yeah i i don't i don't necessarily disagree i mean it just kind of relieved a little bit of pressure unnecessary pressure Uh, that's it it. unnecessary pressure he's not gonna get it's not like he's gonna get to 152 straight cuts i know he had he was getting close to uh tigers the way tiger started his career which was like 25 or something he he was pretty close to Tiger, which is a big deal yes but not really right we care about wins and so getting that little refresher getting a little reboot whether he felt it or not i could see it it's an exhale and it's a big deal. And uh, you mentioned it, Rick, a guy who's putting really well, but that's not necessarily 
his fingerprint. It's not his DNA. It's a it's a lethal combination because we've seen before he doesn't really have to putt well to win. He doesn't have to putt well to contend. So any putting round, any good putting round, especially two good putting rounds for Colin Morikawa are a huge bonus. And it's just like put it in the bank. Just you're just saving it for for the rest of the round. It's going to add up and it's going to come into play come Sunday. It's going to add up. Yeah, so three and a half strokes gained putting on Friday, which is the single best round of his career. Yeah. And in uh, Thursday's round, he gained two strokes putting, which would be about the eighth or so best round of his career. So you're talking about two ceiling putting performances, but you're right. They all add up. He doesn't, he doesn't have to do that the rest of the week with how good the rest of his game is, but now he's got to go to sleep on a 36 hole lead. Um, which is going to be three shots, right? By the yeah, so he's got a yeah. three shot lead over Kevin Streelman over Justin Thomas. How does he now approach the weekend? He's got to stay aggressive. He can't take this as a three shot lead. He has to try to extend it. And if you're Colin Morikawa, you're sitting there saying, "How do I make this lead six come Sunday? I have to stay aggressive. I have to move because you know somebody is going to." Come get you. It's Saturday. It's moving day. The greens are soft. You got firepower behind you. And Hideki Matsuyama, we've seen him go low a number of times. Justin Thomas, we've seen him go low a number of times. Kevin Streelman won from like seven back with like seven holes to play at the Travelers a couple of years ago. He can go crazy low. So you have to keep the foot on the accelerator. You have to keep making birdies. And the mindset has to be the mindset of all the great closers like Tiger Woods. Extend that lead. I think he has the maturity. I think he has the ability to do it. Colin Morikawa, obviously the favorite at the halfway point. He is plus 163 on William Hill. But I want to talk about some guys that might be able to track him down. You mentioned Justin Thomas. You mentioned Kevin Streelman. Those two are going to be three shots back heading into Saturday's round. Streelman went out and shot uh, an eight under 64 on Friday. I mean, he was a guy that, We've talked, we, we spent a lot of oxygen on, on Kevin Streelman this week because he's got such a great history at the Memorial. He's such a great ball striker, but, but Greg, he's not doing it with the irons this week. He's doing it with this unbelievably hot putter leading the field in strokes, gain putting, gaining eight and a half. Oh mama. Yeah. Again, it's one of those <laughs> things we say all the time. It's, it's not sustainable. Uh, the only problem with Streelman in this putting performance is it hasn't led to a lead tells you how good Colin Morikawa is playing. Like, yeah. like I don't look at that as a bad thing if it gets you a lead because now you can kind of, uh, you know, it, it's in the bank, right? It's used. You, you've gathered all these strokes. You've gathered uh, this, I guess you say under parness, right? You've, you've, get, yeah. you've put yourself in position, I guess is probably the easiest way to say it. Now, Streelman, like Morikawa, is not really his, – his DNA isn't a great putter. He doesn't live and die on the putter. So I give him uh, – I, I look at this as a good thing too. A hot putter is not a bad thing. Yeah. It's just bad when it's the only thing you have to cling to. And I don't look at Kevin Streelman as a guy that has to cling to a hot putter. So I, I think it's great. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you. He is, he is historically a, a great ball striker. So the fact right. that this is almost like – bonus strokes the way he's gaining them uh, on the greens now Justin Thomas I suppose is the big name here right three shots back he has now played 36 bogey free holes at Muirfield Village which I gotta tell you Greg is staggering because I have seen it bring the best players in the world this week to its knees and make a lot of guys look silly and Justin Thomas goes out here 
shoots a clean 68, a clean 66. That is like, I'm, I'm in awe by what I've seen from him this week. He looks really sharp. And this is what we've seen out of him throughout the year, even before the, uh, the, uh, the, the shutdown or the, the layoff, he's kind of been, he's missed a cut and everybody's been scratching their head. And then he's come back and contended the very next week. But I feel when I watch Justin Thomas this week, like he's not like he was at the waste management Phoenix open where he kind of felt like he didn't have his best stuff, but he was just able to accumulate a good finish on basically talent alone this week. I mean, I'm, I'm seeing a guy who's uh, who looks to be in much better form and he is very dangerous heading into the weekend. And if I'm Colin Morikawa, I mean, they're all, every, everybody behind you is a threat. Um, but Justin Thomas is definitely the name that I've got circled. To put that into perspective, he b- both days, Muirfield Village has played over par to, to the field average. And then for this guy to not make a single bogey at any point, like not, yeah. not one, not like one loose, one loose bogey is, is yeah. unbelievable. It's a hard golf course. I mean, we equate it to, it gets a ton of comparisons to Augusta national because of the conditioning, because Jack designed it with kind of a little bit of an ode to Augusta national as he has, uh, as he has stated himself. But the thing, the, the real similarity is the greens and the defenses happen around the greens and you can hit really good shots and leave yourself in situations that are really difficult to make par you get out of position just slightly and it can seem impossible to make par so to play 36 holes bogey free is definitely a great sign and i think it's the most underrated element of justin thomas's game he's a really smart player and if he has a tee shot under control if he's able to get the ball in play off the tee not in the fairway in play off the tee then he he knows how to get his way around the golf course he understands how to get it into uh, spots where he has easy putts. He, he understands the game in that sense. And another young player who's extremely mature, he's now a veteran on tour. So uh, yeah, Justin Thomas has been impressive and I expect it to continue through the weekend. Hideki Matsuyama is going to start Saturday, four shots off the pace. He's doing it uh, with a little bit of extra help on the greens, but second in strokes gained approach. This is the Hideki way. And we know he's won around Muirfield Village. He won the Memorial in 15. It would have had to have been. Yeah. Right. Does that sound right? Yeah. And yeah, um, he's got a number of other great finishes too. Yeah. So he's, he's another name that I feel like, I, I mean, even on the coverage and like, I, I haven't thought about that much about Hideki this week and he's going out and doing Hideki things and putting himself in position. Definitely a player that I was watching um, headed into the week, right? We talked about him on Tuesday. He's definitely a guy you got to keep your eye on because his record is great around here and it suits his game. Second shot golf course. It's no surprise to see Colin Morikawa, Hideki Matsuyama, Justin Thomas near the top of the lead. And that means no disrespect to Kevin Streelman. It's just that those players are the big names in the game that are known for their iron play. And when the strengths suit the course, it's usually going to go pretty well, especially if you have a little success on the greens, the way, you know, all these players have had some certainly. So uh, e- extremely interesting to watch Hideki. The one thing I'll say is he's, he seems like the, the worst putter out of the group. I, that's like, <laughs> you can say that again, Greg, any group you put him in, I think he's the worst putter in the group. <laughs> so it, it just takes my confidence down a little bit. I don't like relying on guys that just aren't great putters. It, yeah. If you're, if you're a really good putter and you have some bad putting days, that, that that's okay. Everybody's going to have good putting days and bad putting days. But for Hideki, it seems like the bad putting days can really, I mean, they can be really bad. And so that gives me a little worry if, if, 
especially if on Saturday the scores go crazy low. Hideki is a guy that could get kind of running a little cold if the putter doesn't cooperate. I'm we not jo- predicting that, but we joked that if you back Hideki, don't don't watch him play, just check the leaderboard. And I still right. stand by that in a big way. Okay, Greg, there are some notables who are going to miss the cut. I want to talk about them and I want to look forward to some fades and some plays for the weekend. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. It's a really fine line creating workout clothes that are great in the gym and workout clothes that are also great to look at outside the gym. And Viore has threaded that needle. They are designed to work out in, but they don't look like it. They don't feel like it. And it's incredibly comfortable stuff, whether you are running, training, swimming, doing yoga, running errands, lounging around the house. It really doesn't matter. These are versatile clothes. You'll find me often in the men's Sunday performance jogger because I I like the jogger situation that goes on down at the bottom, but they're very comfortable. Uh, They've got a little bit of a shorter inseam, so they're not as bulky as as other pants or other joggers that I have seen out there. And I've really enjoyed how they work both in and out of the gym. So now here's what you can do for four our listeners. Uh, First time purchasers are getting 20% off. All you have to do is go to viori.com slash first. That's V-U-O-R-I.com slash first. Again, not only will you receive 20% off your first order, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75. And here's my favorite part, free returns. Yeah, go check it out. Viori.com slash first and discover the versatility of Viori clothing. And we're back. Okay, Greg, uh, the cut line. This has been one of the greatest uh, cuts that we've that we've seen. It is moving between minus two and minus one almost the entirety of Sunday. And at our point of recording this, uh, round two has been officially suspended, and we will not actually know what the cut line is until Saturday, Saturday morning. So let's start with a couple of these names. Brooks Kepka, who was my pick to win, so I would at least like him to make the cut, Greg. Uh, was out of this thing for the entirety of the event. And then in Friday's round, he plays his final 10 holes at six under with also basically like almost holding out on three consecutive uh, approach shots, buries a 33 footer as we're, as we're starting to record, we're watching this. We, we erupt because he makes this bomb of a putt to get himself maybe into the weekend and now he's probably upset he's got to hang around and maybe potentially have to guess up the the jet for tomorrow but let, let's just talk about Kepka and and what we saw this week and and where this might go for the weekend this guy just leaves me scratching my head I expected <laughs> a great week out of him and it just doesn't go the way that he hopes and then all you're thinking he's done he's slamming his trunk he's done but done. he he doesn't give up and he goes crazy in the last 10 holes which is awesome it's almost brooks needs something he needs like a little fuel when he plays to to really fire him up major championships obviously fire him up uh, uh the threat of missing the cut clearly in this case got him fired up somebody saying something about him or you know somebody maybe tweeting at him or something like uh bryson DeChambeau did a little while ago it can fire him up and and he just needs something to go on and all of a sudden his game changes in its entirety a guy who's statistically for the year not a great iron player, 
turns into a guy that looks like he's going to hold it from the fairway in every shot. Looks like a guy from Beth Page Black that leads the the field in strokes gain approach the green by a mile, right? He looks yeah. like this superstar player. The the putting stroke, right? He's not he's not a great putter unless it really counts and it's in a major championship. And then he's, you know, a great putter. All of a sudden in a major he's a great putter. And so that tells me one thing. It's not about technique. It's not about skill level. It's not about ability. It's just about drive. And it doesn't mean that he doesn't care sometimes. And sometimes he does. He just run. He needs a little jet fuel to run on. He needs something to spark the engines and then watch out. Let, let me ask you this. Should I be optimistic or pessimistic? Because his nines, his nine holes, he shot a, he has, he had a 33 and a 41 and then a 31 and a 38. So he had like two unbelievable nines and two terrible nines. I don't know if I should be taking that as a positive or as a negative. Well, as a positive or negative for what? Is it a positive or negative for this week or for next week? I guess I guess moving forward yeah. for the for the year. I yeah. mean, the guy could still be be the player of the year. He could win the PGA Championship. He could get himself into the playoffs, get accumulate some points, get into the tour championship and win. The, he has that kind of firepower. Like he can still at this point in the season accomplish great things. It's just so to answer your question, I'm optimistic over the long term. And the longer the term gets, the more optimistic I am about him. In the short term, I I'm at a place where I was really optimistic heading into the week. And now I just I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to get from him. And he leaves me scratching my head again. So uh, I, I guess that's the answer. The longer the term, the more optimistic I am with Brooks. Well, the one guy who's definitely going to miss the cut is Jordan Spieth. He finishes uh, with a pair of even par 72s on Friday. He played his first 10 holes, two under bogey free. And I'm thinking, okay, this isn't so bad. Then he plays his uh, first 13 holes at three under. And I'm going, okay, Spieth looks pretty good. He immediately bogeys. Uh, number five, which is what his 14th hole of the day. He makes a double on eight coming in. I can't, I don't know if that was his first or his second. Nine. That was the second nine and uh, is on the outside looking in yet again. It's just extremely disappointing. Although he gave us a great soundbite, which I love. And yes, it, I mean, it made me, it made me smile about Jordan Spieth. It keeps us on the, uh, it keeps him on the tip of our tongue. Jordan Spieth, fan of the first cut pot. I think he was exclamating. He was he was telling us that out on the course, right? Well, he's either a fan or he's really not a fan. Maybe, he hates maybe that was a sign that we're in his head a little bit. Now, look, I, I love this guy, but I just I, I haven't seen the improvement. I mean, there are times where I'm like, okay, he's got it, but I just I, I don't know. I, I don't it's the mistakes that he makes at the wrong time. So it's a little bit disappointing for me. All right. Well, what we've also been doing the last couple of weeks is at the 36 hole point, we try to find guys that could either fly up the leaderboard guys. You might want to back uh, for the next couple of rounds or guys that you might want to avoid the next couple of rounds. So the first one we can be kind of quick on because uh, Kevin Streelman by the numbers, Greg, we kind of already talked about this kind of a scary guy to back moving forward. He gained 1.8 strokes T to green. Uh, against another eight and a half strokes putting. But to to your earlier point, this would be much more concerning if um, if Strillman relied on that putter, but he's not. He's a good ball striker. 
If it was someone like a Graham McDowell who was just making every now, see, this can go one of two ways, and I, I don't want to spend too much time on this, but like if it is a Graham McDowell or a Kevin Na, at one at one side you're saying, okay, well, the putter they're relying on the putter, they got nothing else to go on. Yeah, but but they're a great putter. They rely on the putter, so it increases the likelihood of another great putting day. But at the same time, if I'm going to back Kevin Streelman here, I need something else to back me up. I don't want to be backed up by just putting. It, it doesn't leave me with a very high trust factor. But Kevin Streelman's TV green game is great. And a little bit of confidence on the greens can do wonders for your TV green game. So Streelman, for me, I'm, I'm backing. The guy that profiles the best for the weekend, and this is, I can't believe I'm going to say, oh, two of these names I can't believe I'm going to say. The yeah. first one is Brendan Steele. Brendan Steele leads the field in strokes gained TV green. He leads the field in strokes gained approach. That is phenomenal stuff. Losing 3.4 strokes putting. It's probably bottom 20 in this field. Like that is the exact profile of a guy that you would think improves his position on the weekend. Yeah, I would say he's, I would say he's very likely to improve his position. Um, I, I, I'm not sure he's ready to win yet. So I don't know if I'd go that route, but I like Brendan Steele. He's been in contention a couple times this year. He's clearly swinging great. Um, I, I mean, he's had some really kind of heartbreaking calls. What was it? It was just a couple of weeks ago at um, it. Let's see. It, it, was it at the Travelers? No, no. I think uh, um, it was earlier than that. It was, was it uh, Did he have a really bad round on Sunday at Harbortown? I think it was, he was, he was in contention at travelers. Uh, he didn't play Harbor town. He was in contention at the Honda. He, his last four results on tour are a sixth a fourth and two missed cuts. He's all over the place. Yeah. But the other one I think of is the Sony open where he was That's right the there one. in the mix. That's and, the one. Yeah. But I thought he was again recently, but and anyway, I might be confusing him with Brendan Todd. In fact, I think I am, but anyway, uh, besides the point at, at Sony, he gets himself in contention. He's playing great. He's swinging great. And he hits the shot on 18. That was just so far left. It, it raised a grandstand question for us. So it was <laughs> kind of a unique situation. I, I look at Brendan Steele as a guy who's playing well this year. And when he's swinging well, yeah, ride him. I, I I'm a big fan of Brendan Steele improving his position, not necessarily to win. All right. And the last guy that uh, profiles to be pretty good for the weekend. And uh, this this is crazy because uh, what one week ago at this time was it one week ago at this time or two weeks ago at this time I said his game was in shambles too maybe yeah well it was leading into <laughs> travelers it was a lead in yeah lead in, right. lead in. Uh, is Phil Mickelson who gained 5.8 T to green which is about a uh, quick count ninth or tenth in this field and lost another three and a half strokes putting and now I this I could go both ways on this because usually when you lose that many you are either due for a big rebound or you are completely lost. And Phil was doing the whole driver between the armpits thing during the round, trying to get his putting. I don't know what that is, Greg. You can tell me trying to get his putting stroke in order. And that does not instill a lot of confidence in his putting stroke for me. If he's doing that mid round, he's working on one of two things there. It's either alignment. Um, it's either a visual aid for alignment, but it looked like a path thing to me. So I, I, I think he was working on uh, the path of his stroke and yeah, it's not really a concerning thing. One, I've never seen him do it before, which I guess Phil does a lot of things. I mean, he's won a, ma a, a major with two drivers and he's won a major with no drivers. So Phil's one to try new things. He's not afraid of that. 
Um, but yeah, it, it doesn't leave me feeling extremely excited. The other thing that's not leaving me ext- extremely excited is the TD green play being so good. It's like, is that going to last? Is that going to hold up? It, typically it holds up for, for, you know, not Phil Mickelson, but then on the other side of the coin, Phil's one of the guys he's won 44 times on the PGA tour. How do you bet against a guy that has that kind of experience under pressure with a chance to win? So uh, that is something I think is really underrated at, at the halfway point of tournaments, guys who have actually won before. Yeah. And he's won a lot. My fear with Phil and from that standpoint is well, there's a lot of guys up here who are, I mean, he's going up against some thoroughbreds and some guys that have won a lot on the PGA tour and guys that have won here. Yeah. Here we'll, we'll leave, we'll put a capper on it with a Kyle Porter special. He tweeted out some uh, pretty ridiculous Mickelson putting stats from this week in his first 36 holes. He made 88 feet of putts that that's nuts. That's what two and a half, like two and a half feet per hole. Like that's crazy. Uh, only three putts he's made over six feet and he made 10 feet of putts on his last eight holes on Friday. That is like, he made nothing. He made nothing. If, I'll put it in perspective real quick. If you were playing in a match, if Phil was playing in a match, I don't think a ball would have seen the bottom of the cup. They all would have been, I mean, it's good, right? You pick it up. Oh, yeah. He would have just been picking it up all day. He never would have had to reach in the hole. That's so, a good way to talk about it. Not good. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, that'll do it. It's uh, work day charity open round two, which uh, I guess we'll finish early on Saturday. We'll see if Brooks Kepka can get a little help from the rest of the field to make the cut. And then we will go right into round three. We'll be here after the final two rounds. Of course, thank you for joining me, Greg Ducharme. You can find him on Twitter at the real GFD. You can find me at Rick run. Good. This is the first cut and we'll catch you next time. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better 
Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.